0: Hello everyone and thanks for listening and watching the Italian American Entertainment Podcast and I'm your host Vince Shirelli and today we have the great singer and musician Lauren Massetti with us and Lauren competed in the past season of American Idol and quickly became a fan favorite with her great original songs including God Made a Woman and today we'll be talking to Lauren about being a proud Italian American, her music career and her newest single One Life Stand. So welcome Lauren. How are you?
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me, Vince. I, I really appreciate it. And anytime I get to brag about being Italian, I'm, I'm all for it. Well, so. there you go.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> so uh, how I usually start this show, uh, since it's about being Italian-American, is uh, where you are located now, but uh, where in Italy do you trace your Italian ancestry?
1: Yeah, well, um, actually, I'm, I was born and raised in a little town called Louisville, Ohio. It's like a suburb of Canton where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. And, and that's where um, my family was from as well. But, uh, of course, because of the country music thing, I've been, you know, a country music singer-songwriter for a lot of years. And, and uh, so maybe six or seven years ago, we moved down here to Nashville. So Nashville, Tennessee is where I'm currently at. Nice. Um, but I have traced my family roots back to a little town called Corfinio in the region of Abruzzo. So um, it's kind of like a central, a little bit southeast of Rome, I guess. So okay, not nice. not too far from Rome.
0: <laughs> nice. You ever been over there?
1: But yeah, I have not. No. It is the number one <laughs> bucket list thing, you know. But
0: yeah, yeah, I've I only... have
1: not been over there yet, and of course,
0: yeah, I've only well, been. COVID once.
1: It isn't making anything. Oh, oh yeah. you have been. Where did you go?
0: Uh, where where all my family's from in Sicily, so I spent uh, a month in Sicily and then just like a week in Rome and then flew back. But uh, it's been, oh, yeah, it's been 13 years, so I got to go back. But like you were saying, uh, oh wow, it's yeah, 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 COVID, <laughs> COVID's put a damper on it, so uh, we're definitely uh, wanting to go back. Oh. But uh, so let's start with uh, when did you start performing? When did you really start becoming a singer?
1: Right. Well, I, um, I was uh, raised by my grandparents. My That's my cat. <laughs> oh, <it's okay>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was raised by my grandparents, uh, my nana and my papa. They adopted me. And I grew up in um, my, my, my church is like my family, Trinity Gospel Temple in Canton, Ohio. And, um, that's really what, um, what I cut my teeth on was gospel music. And, and that's really what I grew up doing is just strictly gospel music. And, and so I grew up singing in my church. Um, there was a woman, um, in our choir that gave me singing lessons, uh, and her husband was a sound engineer and we had a little studio, like a recording studio in our church. And so when I was eight years old, um, they did a little CD on me and, and gospel music, and that's really what started everything. And and so my nana started taking me from church to church, and I would sing, and and it really just kind of snowballed from there. I've I've always had a love of music, and and um, even before I started taking singing lessons when I was seven, I would write little jingles and poems and and uh, things like that. So oh,
0: very cool. So, so uh... I've
1: I've always loved. Me.
0: Cool. So uh, one question, I'm a singer and uh, musician too, and uh, I always like asking this to other singers. Do you still get nervous after all these years when you're on stage? You know what? <laughs>
1: I think growing up and singing in church um, really kind of conditioned me um, to not be so nervous. It's more of like a an excited anticipation. Right. Um, I will say, during American Idol, that was nerves. That was... <laughs> totally nervousness but other than that i'm i'm it's just nervous like excited anticipation but
0: that's cool so uh talking about American Idol I could only imagine uh, going on there with uh, the nerves and everything uh, about being on the show but uh, how was that experience and you know me being a, a singer for so many years you know of course as soon as American Idol came out everybody in the family was oh, you got to do American Idol and I'm sure you heard that uh-huh. for, for years so what uh, so what was it that made you uh, want to do it and how was that whole experience?
1: Well, um, I actually had one of the producers of the um, show. He was kind of like a talent scout, I guess. He'd seen some of my videos and um, he reached out to me in my email. This is my, my cat, Waylon. Right. His name is Waylon after Waylon Jennings. There you go. He's a rebel, as you can tell. But uh, anyway, uh, he reached out and kind of encouraged me to submit a video and And um, he set up an audition for me and, and uh, it ended up going really well. And obviously, and sure. And so that's kind of like the push I needed. Um, I, I had been working, you know, I've been working a lot of years on my craft and, and getting in front of as many people as I can get in front of. And, and, you know, sometimes as an artist, you know, you feel like you're kind of beating your head against the wall and and you know you're you're doing all of this and sometimes it's working sometimes it's not and I just kind of felt like man you know something's got to give at some point and and so when uh when the guy reached out from American Idol it was just like okay well maybe this is what I'm supposed to do that was kind of like confirmation and and um so yeah that's kind of how that worked out
0: well that's cool yeah no it's uh that's that's a big deal, and I could uh, I probably couldn't do it <laughs> even after all these years. I oh. uh, be too much uh, too much stress for me. But uh, you know, growing up uh, Italian American, um, did was Italian American music or Italian music at all played in the house, and did uh, did that have a big influence oh, yeah. on you?
1: It absolutely did. I am, um, besides singing in, in churches and all of that stuff, I've been singing at Italian festivals my whole life. And, oh, okay. And um, I'm I was born and raised about an hour um, from Steubenville, Ohio, which is where Dean Martin was born and raised. Right, yeah. And so um, I, it's kind of a long story, but I moved out to Branson, Missouri. Um, maybe I was twelve years old. And uh, Dean Martin's daughter, Dina, lived there at the time and was an entertainer. And and so we got to meet her and, and she's just like, well, we have this festival for my dad every year in Steubenville, Ohio, his birthday week. And and so it got to be where I would perform there every single year for the Dean Martin Festival. And, and it was basically just like a big Italian festival, a big celebration of, of being Italian-American. There were a lot of, you know, Italians that would patronize the festival. And, and um, it was really cool because a lot of actors from New York and New Jersey, like Law and Order, Sopranos, um, a lot of um, entertainment series that included a lot of Italian Americans, those actors would come because they were such big fans of Dean Martin. And so I got to meet a lot of them in the process. And, and, um, you know, it, it was just such a blast. And through that festival, um, one of the guys who was an actor in The Sopranos and Law and Order, uh, his name is Paul Bergazzi. Oh, yeah. Um, he, I know Paul
0: too. Yeah, he has a yeah.
1: uh huh, he's incredible and he's oh, yeah. he's like an uncle to me. Oh, and cool. I just love him to death. I call him Uncle paulie <laughs> and uh, and he's got an entertainment business out of Tappan, New York. And yep. um, he was in charge of entertainment for the Blah Belt Sons of Italy Italian Feast in Rockland County. And, um, so I've been performing at that every year too, like, gosh, 11 or 12 years now I've been going up there every September and, and it's like the highlight of my year, you know? And so I've, I've, I've been really heavily influenced by artists, um, like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, of course, um, Buddy Greco and, (laughs) and a lot, I mean, there's just so many to name, but Um, But Dean Martin is a huge one. And his daughter has just been so kind to us. And, and, um, oh, another really cool fun fact. I'm, I'm a huge Connie Francis fan as well. Sure. And I found out that I have the same birthday as Frank Sinatra and Connie Francis, which oh, is wow. December twelfth. So, oh,
0: very cool! There kind you go. <laughs> That's a special day. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, no, yeah. I uh, I love uh, uh, Connie Francis as well. And uh, my band does a, a tribute that includes. Uh, we have a girl up here in the Chicago area who plays uh, Connie Francis, and I do Bobby Darin, and we do a Bobby Darin Connie oh, Francis. Cool. Tribute show. And that's always really fun because I love the County Francis stuff. So that's that's always a blast doing that mm-hmm. show. But uh, so why don't you yeah. uh, tell a little bit uh, about uh, your new single One Last Stand? our uh yeah life stand yeah. sorry not one last stand one life stand. <laughs> there <yeah>. you go <laughs> it was kind
1: of like a play on words I I wrote it um obviously as a spinoff of the usual phrase one night stand which is kind of frowned upon but um I kind of wanted to take it in the opposite direction um I of course I play guitar and and um I I was falling in love with my fiance at the time that I was well, my now fiance that uh you know, whenever I was kind of messing around with these jazz chords and and um, I was kind of messing around with these jazz chords. And I thought of that line and and I was falling in love at the time and it was just kind of a perfect storm. It kind of morphed into this um, kind of jazzy, retro feeling, um, standardy type of song. And yeah, and it was different than anything I've written um, before because I'm I'm a country artist. And I mean, this is country, but um, I had been previously writing just a ton of like traditional sounding with a lot of steel, a lot of fiddle, that kind of like old school country music. And, and that's what I love. But this kind of took me into a different direction. And and um, I don't know. I'm I'm really happy with it, and it kind of branched out into a, a lot of other songs. That's kind of inspiring my my new record that I'm currently writing for. So
0: very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to it. And, uh... um, it's- I was gonna say it's very jazzy sounding. I like the you you throw in. It's uh, very bossa bossa nova sounding to me, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh wow, this is uh, it's cool that you're throwing the jazzy bossa with the with the country." That was a, a cool little feel in there. I like that.
1: Well, thank you. I yeah. I really loved how it turned out, and and the guys that played on the record are some of my my best friends and favorite players here in Nashville. We had Mike Bub on upright bass. Of course, my fiance Sean Camp, he's an incredible songwriter in his yep. own right. He's had number one hits for like Greth Brooks <laughs> and Brooks and Dunn and there's me bragging on him, but <laughs> that's cool. Um he played acoustic guitar and he produced the the song. And uh, we have Larry on a manuke on drums, uh Guthrie Trap on electric guitar, um Pete Wasner on keys, and and it just ended up just so cool and I'm really happy with it. And um so we did the the single and then for the music video um, another good friend of mine that I've, I, I met in Branson, Missouri at the same time, I met Dana Martin kind of that era of my life. Um, uh, I got to be good friends with Pam Tillis, who is just a female country legend. And, yeah. and, um, so we've been friends for a lot of years and she's been so kind to me and has taken me under her wing a lot of times uh, just to be, kind of a positive adversary in my life as, as a young artist. And so, uh, I kind of heard through the grapevine that she was, um, doing directing music videos. Now she's a really creative person and, and this is just another outlet she's, you know, using to channel her creativity. And, and so I'm just like, well, I'm looking for somebody to, to do my video. and And so we kind of came together on that and, and uh, this is my second music video I've done. And, and she's kind of getting started in that vein. And, and it was really cool how it worked out. And I'm, I'm super excited. The, the video for One Life Stand is up on YouTube and anyone can find it on my social media pages. It's just Lauren Massetti um, Instagram, uh, Lauren Massetti Music on uh, Facebook and all that fun stuff.
0: So. No, that's very cool. So uh, something I got to ask too, and my wife was very interested, is uh, my wife is a nurse and, uh, yeah, you are, yeah. and you're a nurse as well. So how uh, how has it been having a very, you know, a great job, but a very stressful job, especially this past year with COVID and everything? How, is that, uh, how has that been with, you know, trying to keep a music career going and also trying to help on the front line for COVID?
1: Uh, let me tell you it's been <laughs> a year um it, it got really really bad for a, a few months there um, i i work at a hospital kind of outside of Nashville it's a sister hospital to um, the larger hospitals that are in nashville and and um, i don't know at first when covid came in it really it, it didn't hit us too bad. Things weren't real, real critical. Um, but whenever that second wave hit, I mean, it, it was just horrible and we've, we've all really seen a lot this year. Um, praise the Lord. We're starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel, um, right now. But, um, anyway, it's, it's been a, a really hard stressful year to be a nurse, but at the same time, I'm sure your wife can say the same thing. It's been, really a, a prideful year um, to be a nurse as well. Like, um, I don't know, I feel like there's so much camaraderie this year and, and a lot of pride in what we do. And there always has been, but I think the crisis has really brought us together as as a family of healthcare workers. Um, yep. And I I just really don't know how else to say it. Um, it's, I'm, I'm really proud to be doing what I do. And, and I know it, it's been really, not a good year for a lot of, um, you know, musicians in town, songwriters in town, people that depend on performing and live performances for an income and, and um, it's their identity, you know, and, and when you take away that identity from somebody, I can see where a lot of the depression and a lot of just the not knowing who you are kind of comes in. And, and when you lose that part of yourself and, I just have felt really, really thankful and grateful that I was able to have a job that I could, you know, keep on making money and, and supporting myself. And, and I'm really grateful that I, I have something else to kind of define my life. And, and I'm really proud to, to be a healthcare worker as well. So
0: no, that's great. And, uh, you know, you have a great career in healthcare, but, uh, what do you love most about your career so far as a, as a musician and a singer?
1: Well, you know, I I think the, the songwriting aspect of it, getting to tell my story and, and kind of trying to tell other people's stories, I think the most gratifying moment is whenever I'm in front of an audience and I'm getting to share something I wrote about my own experiences or something that has moved me in some way and, and seeing it relate to the people on their faces or see, having somebody come up to me and saying, you know, your song really touched me, your song really ministered to me. Um, you know, and, and I feel like that's probably the the most gratifying thing about being an artist and a performer and what I do. I mean, you have the, the lights and the flashy stuff, but when it comes down to it, it's really all about the song and in moving people and making people feel something. And yeah. so um, I, I feel like, the the song itself and being a songwriter is really um my favorite part of what I do.
0: Yeah, same with me. I I've, I've played all over and played on stages and that's a great feeling, but uh when I I write original music too, but when you see someone like mouthing the words and singing along with it, I think that's kind of one of the best feelings too because it's just like, wow. <laughs> people right. actually like it, so um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is the songwriting side side of it that really uh, does touch. I think people like us. But uh, you know, one question I have: uh, my family has a deep connection with Nashville and uh, country music. Actually, my grandfather was a Italian musician, uh, but actually was known as the Italian country boy uh, back in the <laughs> '50s and '60s. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, he kind of made it. That's awesome. And, yeah, and uh, so you know, back then there wasn't a lot of Italians in the country music industry and there's still not, you know, it's great that, that you are. So do you see a lot of, uh, um, Italian Americans down there in Nashville trying, trying the country thing?
1: You know, not, not a whole lot. There's a couple of them. I can tell by maybe their last name, like <laughs> Jody Messina. Um, oh, yeah. she's Italian. I, I, thought i read somewhere i could be wrong so don't quote me on this but tim mcgraw might have yeah. some italian in him
0: yeah he does yeah um
1: and i just recently found out that um and this is not in the country world but i didn't know that alicia keys was half sicilian so yeah, she i does. thought that was pretty <laughs> too but um but anyway i don't know I've, I've had people tell me when i was younger like before i moved to town. Well, you know, your hard name is kind con- or your your last name is kind of hard to pronounce. It's kinda of long. It's kind of, you know, you might wanna go by your middle name or something easier to pronounce. And and I'm just like, you know, but that's who I am and and I'm really proud of who I am. I'm proud of my heritage. And, you know, maybe country music needs a little bit of ethnicity. You <laughs> that's know, right. it's just like I I don't know. I've never really felt a need to to change my name or or do any of that stuff. I'm I'm really proud to be Italian, and uh, anytime I get to brag about my heritage, I do. So yeah, no, that's
0: <laughs> but, that's great. Um, yeah, my grandfather, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they, they did the same thing to him. Uh, you know, I'm named after him, so he had the same name. And when he was down there, he used to yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, coming from you know Sicily, and he was poor, and he came here when he was like 27 and he was a musician out there and uh, he's like, uh, well, I'm gonna go to Nashville. So he would drive from where we're living in, in Rockford by Chicago and drive down to Nashville and record. I don't know if it's still there. And the next time I come down, um, I was just down there in uh, on the. it's a city called Tullahoma. We have some cousins that live out there. And uh, I've always wanted to drive. He used to record at a place called The Barn Recording Studios. And I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, <laughs> it's I think Bradley's barn or something. It's like a museum now or something, but he used to record there. I
1: know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I do, yeah. I do know about Brad.
0: Yeah. He, uh, he used to record there, which like all the <laughs> famous people used to, and here's this short Italian guy. And so yeah. he, uh, he used to go by his name, but he used to record, you know, traditional Italian stuff down there, like the Dean Martin type of stuff he was doing. And uh, he he hated country music. He just did not understand the twang and everything back then. And uh, at one of the recording yeah. sessions, uh, he was standing there with a guy and my grandfather knew nothing about country music, but uh, was like saying it sounds like somebody's killing a cat in the other room, the way he was singing (laughs) with the twang. And it turned out that the guy he was talking to was the guy that had just been recording, and it was Tex Ritter that my grandfather was, like, saying this to. Oh, my gosh! (laughs) And uh, so Tex, (laughs) Tex Ritter thought that was hilarious and said, well, that... That singing style has made me a lot of money and, like, took my grandfather to his mansion, had dinner with him, and they became friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, he convinced my grandfather to write country music and change his name to The Italian Country Boy, which he did. And uh, after. (laughs) That's so awesome. But after all these years, uh, you know, all the music my grandfather wrote, the most money he ever made in royalties was country music. And one of his records that he wrote for somebody else is in uh, the Hall of Fame down there. It's crazy. That how really? yeah how all that worked, but uh, so it's interesting always to me how you know like you said there's so many people that like even Tim McGraw that you don't even know that there's that you know lineage back there. So it's all it's always interesting to me if there's a lot of Italians <laughs> down in Nashville still. But so that's cool that yeah. you're you're keeping the Italian American legacy alive down there. But um, I always ask this question. I'm, I'm hoping. So. Yeah, so I always ask this next question to all my guests and. Um, since this is about entertainment and Italian-American entertainment, what's your hope for uh, Italian-American entertainment in general? And do you have a good feeling that there's others, you know, I do more Italian music, of course, but that there's other Italians like us that are going to keep at least the culture going?
1: Absolutely. You know, the, the cool thing about the Italian-American community, especially in the music industry is I, I feel like we've always we haven't really had a problem making a name for ourselves. I mean, right. you have Sinatra, Martin, Connie Francis. Like, I mean, there's there's a, a plethora of Italian-Americans in the entertainment industry. And and uh, my friends, Paul Borghese, you know, you probably know Vinny Pastore as well. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. and a lot of those guys up there, as far as the acting world goes, I mean, Italians are really prominent in the arts and um I feel like that's something that we brought with us that's kind of in our DNA from our culture you know back in Italy. Italians are are really known for like having you know a lot to do with the arts and actually tracing back my lineage there was even um I, I have a Massetti in my family who um who was a conductor um, for an orchestra over in Italy currently. And I mean, back in the 1700s, I think there was another, um, another Massetti that wrote sonatas and and he even has um, like compositions that, mm-hmm. that he's written in classical music from like the 1700s that wow. is still available. And, and it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like Italians are, are kind of mm-hmm. notorious for that. So I'm, I'm not worried. I think we'll continue to make our voice heard in the arts and it's something to really be proud of. So oh, yeah. I'm happy to be a little, a little <laughs> part of it. So.
0: That's that's right. I agree. And uh, so before we go, um, what's next for you? Do you have, I know with COVID it's tough and, uh, but uh, do you have any upcoming shows? Uh, how do people find out more about you website and how do they buy your music? All that stuff, all that fun stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, Ever since I was a little girl, my dream was to play at the Grand Ole Opry. And that is happening on May 7th. Um, It's my first time performing at the Grand Ole Opry. Um, So that's my next thing is May 7th, Grand Ole Opry. I can't even believe I'm talking (laughs) about it. but um, (laughs) So that's super cool. Um, I have a website, laurenmassetti.com, L-A-U-R-E-N. M-A-S-C-I-T-T-I dot com. And, um, I mean, I'm all over social media. I have a a Facebook music page, Twitter, um, Instagram, just under Lauren Massetti Music. So anybody can find my stuff. I have it on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all that fun stuff. So And the new music video is on YouTube as well, One Life Stand.
0: Cool. Well, what I'll do is I'll tag, uh, you know, especially the the new single you got out. I, I did watch that. It was a great video. Very well produced, I could tell. So you guys did a great job with that. Thank so, you. yeah, so I'll uh, I'll tag your website, all your social links and uh, the new video. And uh, once again, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, great to talk to you and uh, good luck with the Grand Ole Opry. That's amazing. So that's uh, coming up. I'll tag that on this, too. So if there's anybody down in Nashville, uh, they can come see you. That'd be great
1: thank you so yeah. much all right I'm well so thank excited.
0: yeah well thank you once again and thank you everybody for listening and watching and tune in next time to the Italian American entertainment podcast thanks have a good one